We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. All right, as we're gearing up for the holidays, welcome to a brand new episode of Brunch Talk brought to you by the Dateable Podcast. It's the holidays. It's about love. It's about <laughs> finding your partner. And now this is why we're doing this show, because we want to answer your burning dating questions to set you up for success. It's about potato luckies as we go into Hanukkah season. Yeah, that is what it's really about. <laughs> Yeah, tell us more. I feel like potato luckies are basically the same as hash browns. I feel like potato luckies oh. should just be a staple at every brunch, even outside of Hanukkah time. They're so good. Potato but pancakes. Is that just a thing around Hanukkah? Yeah, it's for Hanukkah. It's like what you eat on Hanukkah. What happens if you eat it outside of Hanukkah? I mean, you can't. No one's going to like come and get you. Like the Hanukkah Patrol, the Maccabee crew. Is it going to come and be like, nope, you can only eat that on Hanukkah. You know, a lot of restaurants serve potato pancakes all year round. And German, yeah. there's actually German restaurants, which is the opposite. But German restaurants Ooh. also serve potato pancakes. They just don't call potato luckies. So you can have them all year round, but they're extra special for Hanukkah. Do you make them from scratch? I did last year. My partner made them. We did a Hanukkah party at the house in oh, San Francisco and we did make them from scratch but my family growing up never did oh because they're kind of hard and your partner made is he Jewish no oh okay that's <laughs> Just so funny a recipe <laughs> the non-Jew he's a really good cook though he's a really good cook well, he's like we're, nice. he would never buy them out of a package or get them somewhere he's like we're doing it if we're doing it we're doing it right and doing it from scratch Wow, it's a good partner to have. No wonder you two prefer to stay in for brunch. No need to go out. <laughs> 
what question are we doing? We're doing a question. <laughs> We're doing a question for French Talk. <laughs> We've been getting a lot lately coming in. So thank you all that have sent them. And we will be picking up Brunch Talk again during the next season. So we'll have a little bit of a hiatus, but feel free to get the questions in. Yeah. We're going to be consolidating them all and ready to kick them off again in February. So yeah, keep sending them. I'm sure come the new year, we'll just have... Oh, yeah. A shit ton of these questions. Yeah, we will. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Things will surface. Trust you, me. As Things they do. Will surface. <laughs> what is surfacing today? The question is, and this is very much related to dating apps, online dating, when you get into the texting black hole, Ooh. just like messaging back and forth, messaging back and forth. The question is, how do you exit a conversation gracefully? And then our listener that wrote in, if we go back and forth a couple times and I'm the only one asking questions, I just delete them. And maybe that's the right approach, but I always feel bad ghosting, even at this preliminary stage. Mm. I have also tried saying something like, it doesn't seem like we're connecting. I wish you the best. And that feels better on my side, but sometimes the other person gets mad. Maybe I need to ask better questions. So could that be it? Any other advice? Well, I have a question for <laughs> the person who asked the question. And the question is, what's your purpose? What's your goal in these text messages, in the texting? I think maybe if the goal is to get off the messages, yeah, it's good to put that up front. Say, I want to get to know you over text, but at some point, I really would like to take this offline if things seem right. The problem is just people don't have a purpose when they're messaging. That's why it just goes back and forth. It gets into this black hole and you can't come out of it. And then you feel bad if you're trying to get out of it. First of all, don't feel bad, but then let's figure out what the purpose of text messaging is and then state that up front. I feel like if any conversation on dating apps goes on longer for, I don't want to say 24 hours, even that's pushing it. I feel like it's like an hour max, even less. I like to move yeah. it along to text and then move it along to video or phone or real life. Because when it stays in the dating app limbo for more than 24 hours, we'll say that to be conservative, but I really think that's even pushing it. People lose interest. They forget. Even if you're asking questions, they're maybe on to someone else that things have been moving along more. Some of it's going to come down to what is it that you're asking. When you're getting peppered with questions too on dating apps, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like I don't want to answer oh all this to this stranger that isn't indicating that they want to meet up with me. What would be better is ask them a couple of the main questions just so it doesn't feel like you're just asking anyone and everyone out. We talked to, this will stay with me for the rest of time. We talked with Meredith Davis a long time ago, mm. who was the director of community at The League, which is a dating app that is still around. And she was talking about how do you get like three pieces of info in those early stage that aren't on the profile. So you build that rapport and then you move it along. Mm -hmm. People don't want a pen pal. I think when someone just asks you a ton of questions, my reaction would be like, does this person ever want to move it offline or to any other form of media? The problem is people treat texting in a dating app like they would treat texting in general. Yes. So they yes. think you're kind of at their disposal. Like, oh, I can text this person whenever I want. They're going to respond back. I kind of liked, I forget which episode we talked about this, but what if you set two days a week just for dating apps. Yeah. And then you tell the people you're messaging, I'm only on this app Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So whatever you want to talk about, got two days. 
to talk about it. Time box that shit so that they know they can't just keep lingering and asking questions that go nowhere. That way, there is a purpose to the conversation and there is a deadline to the conversation. Or better, yeah, get it off immediately. Like, if you're not comfortable giving someone your real number, get Google Voice. Yeah. There's many ways that you can go about this, but I agree with you that people view texting on a dating app the same as texting, but you don't know how often is this person checking their dating apps. You don't know how buried your conversation has been now that there's a bunch of other ones. I really believe in moving it along or even the perception of moving it along. If you're not ready to go on a date right away, that's fine, like do the different steps. But when you're just talking endlessly for a week, let's say you're just in the dating app talking back and forth questions, no one is hinting to it moving anywhere else compared to if you did the back and forth brief banter on the dating app, said something like, you know, I used to always say my app keeps crashing or it's hard for me to text on this app. Would you be down to exchange phone numbers or would you be down to text? And they're always, we're super excited to do that. So move it to text message. If you want to text for a few days, then propose the phone or video call. It could be that same week, but it could feel like all these steps are happening versus just something flat and static. Keep on trucking along and make that progress. And it's the content of what you're texting to. Yes. I would love for you all to scroll through your messages <laughs> and just look at the bullshit you are all messaging about. How are your and, day? How's your day? Yeah. How's your... Oh, oh my how God. How are you that. feeling? <laughs> da, 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 da. Tell me more about the third photo. Da, da, da. <laughs> Sorry, because I, I used to do that too. I'm only making fun of myself too. But the <laughs> best conversations I've ever had on dating apps was when I was trying to trap Julie's ghoster <laughs> using a fake profile. So it wasn't even my photos. It was not me. And I was just because I had already trapped him. I was like, well, since I'm on here, might as well see what else is out there. I had no oh expectations. God, yes. I wasn't trying to get people to like me back. And I had some of the best conversations because I just didn't give a shit. And so sometimes it's like, stop with the cookie cutter messaging and just yes. get the information you want. Move things along and be you. So we've heard in our Facebook group, people love the beta that Bumble's been running, banter. Uh, Love it, right? mm -hmm. And it's that. It's banter. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I think we are in the minority here that whenever someone says that I open with something about their profile pic, it kind of makes me cringe a little if you're like, mm-hmm. tell me about that third photo, what you were just saying. <laughs> I would almost rather someone be funny or, you know, something that like teasing. OK, so what I did for my partner, I was the one that initiated Convo uh-huh. and he had a photo of him and three girls that were friends and they all had emojis on their head, like covering them because he was a big person with privacy and he didn't want their faces on the internet. Yeah. My opening line to him was like, oh, your friends are really happy to be around you because he had like the big smile emojis. Yeah. You know, something that was like, it was commenting on the photo, but it wasn't like, oh, where did you take that photo? Like, it just feels so contrived when you do it that way. It doesn't feel like a conversation you'd have in the real world. People are always saying that apps feel so forced. It's not the apps that are forced. It's the convos we're having that are forced. Yes. Yes. I think it's unfortunate that we need a prompt like banter for us to actually banter when that's our (laughs) natural way of communication is banter. I think it's sad that robots now have to guide us through human (laughs) connection, but fine. (laughs) Whatever can help us is the way to do it. 
The messaging is so important in the initial stages because you want it to feel personal. You don't want mm-hmm. it to feel like an interview or a bot wrote it, right? Because you can copy and paste and all of that to everyone. But what is it that can make this feel like a personal experience? I remember there was one time I was messaging back and forth with this guy and he had a lot of photos with him and his dog. And I asked him, oh, what are you up to tonight? And he said, I have a really hot date I want to see. And I knew right away. I was like, he's going to send a photo of him and his dog. So then I actually beat him to it. And I was like, I have a hot date too. And sent a photo of me and my dog. And that I felt like <laughs> yeah, we Really it. Yeah, that's we it was personalized because now I'm like, I think he's a dog person. So I think this is where it's going. Every moment is your chance to say, how do I personalize this experience for this person I'm talking to? Bumble used to have these opening lines yeah. that were canned. Yeah. And I used to send them, never got a reply no. on like 90% of them. <laughs> Wait, you said used to? They don't have it anymore? I used to. I don't know if they still have them. I'm not on Bumble, so I don't know. <laughs> Bumble used to have them, but we don't know if yeah, they're still Yeah, I don't around. know if they, sorry, I stand corrected. I'm not sure. We'll have to do some research. <laughs> if they still exist, but I'm not sure if I would recommend them because they feel so forced and they feel so generic. And I bet people could feel that they were generic, even if they didn't know. So I 100%, I think this I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm just gonna talk to people like I would if I were in a group shooting the shit. That is by far the best approach. So I do want to get into what do you do when you're giving it your all, you're actually Mm. having a conversation conversation going if this person just isn't a match. But before we do, let's take a minute for a quick message. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. <laughs> what? 
There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, Nina is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So yeah, sometimes it's not going to be a fit. Maybe they're asking really boring questions or it just petered out completely and you want to get rid of them from your queue. What do you do then? I liked what this person wrote. I don't really see a fit. It was really nice chatting with you. And yeah, I'm going to close out this chat. I think that's totally fine. I much rather get that as a message than suddenly see someone unmatched me and didn't tell me they were yeah. going to. It's like ghosting. The rule of thumb we've given before, if two people both have checked out of this conversation, yeah, and it's been days and weeks and months since you two have talked, I think you can unmatch. No one's looking for you. No one's. Yeah. If someone is actively reaching out, yeah, close the loop with the message you sent. There's nothing wrong with that or it could even be just that you realized that this isn't the right fit. I mean, that's basically what this person is saying. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you can say. I think this is like a little bad, but I used to do this all the time. We actually got this advice from a past <laughs> guest, Madison Perry, from a long, Ooh. long time ago, that he would say that an ex came back or yes. something happened because if you say it's not a fit, someone can fight you. And I've had that happen where I've said I don't think it's a fit and they list off all the ways it's a fit. So I would actually just say that like I started dating someone else or I reconvened with an ex or I realized I'm not in the place to date. Something that's a little bit of a white lie. I understand saying that is saying to do a white lie so you could decide how you feel about it. But personally, it was an easier exit, especially if you thought someone was kind of challenge you on it. Could be as simple as I'm finding a stronger connection with someone else. Yeah. Right. They can't fight you on that. They can't be like, who? Show me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) True. True. Basically, whatever you can do that makes it that it's not going to be a continued conversation and it could just let someone know. I like the, you know, you seem like a really great person. Best of luck out there. Like something that boosts them up too. Are you like a, when you are doing online dating, are you like an inbox zero kind of person? Oh, no. I'm not an inbox zero type of person in any parts of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I let it linger. It didn't bother me, but I know some people, it really irks them. So I get it. If you are an inbox zero and you just want, Everyone clear it out. No big deal. Personally, for me, it didn't matter. So if someone did resurface, I could then assess if it was worth talking to them. It wasn't necessarily something that was occupying my brain space, though. Were you? Yeah, no, I just had a graveyard of all these dead messages. But I wonder <laughs> if I could have had more clarity if I, I clean out my inbox. But sometimes I get nostalgic and I would read through the messages for funsies. <laughs> Is that you weird? Know, there was one person before I met my partner, we had talked, just kind of died out. There was no real reason. Mm-hmm. And I was looking through my queue and I'm like, whatever happened with this person? And I just reached out again. We ended up going on a date. Mm. Granted, it didn't work out, but we still 
still ended up going out from it. So the timing for whatever reason just didn't match up the first time, but it did the second. So we often take all the stuff so personally, but we really have no idea where people are in their lives. If a conversation dies out, it may have zero to do with you. Maybe you're asking all the right questions, having all the right conversation. It's just that they're not focused on dating right now, or maybe they're dating someone else. It's so hard to know. Maybe they're a fake profile trying to catch their friend's ghoster. You never know. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe they're a fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Name you a shoe. (laughs) Maybe me. That's okay. But that's all right. You know, then you just brush it off. You just go on with your day. The lesson learned here is we can all get better with online dating messaging so that we can drive the conversation forward, see progress, Mm -hmm. and keep the conversations that have some substance to them and close the loop when you are not interested. If we just follow those basic guidelines, we can get more clarity in our messaging and hopefully get a better understanding of who we want to move off the apps. I think we've heard this before in the sounding board and some other groups that people don't want to offend anyone by Mm. closing the loop. And you're on a dating app. Most people are not that attached to you at this point. They probably just appreciate some closure over feeling like, I don't know, I feel like there's like a momentary sting maybe. But after that, it's not if you've never even met the person in real life, you're probably not that attached to this conversation. Yeah. There's really nothing wrong with just saying, not feeling it, you know, Yeah, but it's okay. No one's going to be that upset. Yeah. (laughs) They'll get over it in a day, Max, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's the nature of dating apps. We can't forget that. that, Okay, yes, dating apps, there's so many things that are wonderful about them, but there is a lot that is inherently flawed, which is why getting off them ASAP is so important so you don't get buried. And then getting quote unquote rejected on apps, like it's not even real. (laughs) What do you think about it? You don't need to put so much thought into them at all. Just there to connect us. And we just feel grateful that we have these tools. But at the same time, it's like, it's not everything. <laughs> no. Let's talk like humans, not robots. I think that's yeah. another big takeaway. Of, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Why does banter have to come into Like, it's funny that we had uh, one of our Facebook members post something saying, revolutionary idea. People like banter <laughs> on conversations. And it's funny. And it's true. He wasn't wrong. But the fact that that is a revolutionary idea that people reacted to is actually kind of funny when you think about it. I know. I know. What's going to be next? AI takes over and it banters for you. (laughs) We've just gotten so robotic in what we ask on pre-dates and dates and all of it. Let's just be humans. I know. And talk to other humans like humans. I think we just forgot how to treat each other like humans. And now it's like we're so dependent on computers Mm -hmm. that we are legit depending on computers to guide us through love. Oh, hell no. Don't let this happen, everyone. Should be a tool, not anything more than that. Yeah. My gosh. It's crazy. Well, I think we covered this topic pretty well. Hopefully this helps you out. Do that audit of your last conversations and think, would I want to talk to me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would I want to keep progressing with this conversation? Yes. 
Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that question. It's the holidays. We know you're going to have more time on your hands. It's a great time to send in your questions. I'm sure you have so many. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can tag us or DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast. We will read through those questions. And while we take a break in January, we will be back in February with a bang to answer all of your questions. Yes. And we will have bonus episodes, just not brunch talk in this hiatus, but we will be back. The gift that keeps giving is brunch talk. That being said, we'll see you next week for our final brunch talk. And then we'll see you in the new year. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.